The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to bromleytownchurch.com. Father, we thank you that yours is the name that is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. We come to worship you this morning. Holy Spirit, have your way amongst us. Accomplish everything you desire to do in our midst. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Here we are. Yes, we're coming to the end of Easter. We're still in marvelous Easter. And over this Easter period, we've been, we've been linking ourselves with the Marvel comics, the Marvel heroes, which I'm sure many of you have seen some of the videos. And the great news is this tells us, in a small way, about our superhero, which is Jesus Christ. Because though we see these superheroes, Jesus actually is above all of them. So today we're going to meet four of these amazing superheroes. We're going to meet Captain America. We're going to meet Thor. We're going to meet the Incredible Hulk. We're going to meet Iron Man. Some of my, unfortunately, I didn't have a Spider-Man mask. Um, but we won't go into that. So Spider-Man, unfortunately, he is busy this morning. But those others are going to come out. So I need some people who are going to come and help us see these superheroes. So I need four people. Now, I've got to think about characters here because I actually need... Right, I, I'm going to make you Captain America. Now, Captain, Captain America has a shield. Now, this is Thor. And Thor has... Now, Thor actually has a hammer as well. Now, Catherine is the Incredible Hulk, okay? Right, look, Captain America, now this is actually Steve Rogers, that's his character. Steve Rogers wanted to enlist in the uh, uh, US forces, but because of his size, he was too small. And this has been depicted well this morning. It's too small, but because he was given a super serum boost, that made you very strong, and with your shield, show your shield, that gives you superpowers. Thank you very much. Then we have Thor. Thor here. Wonderful Thor. And Thor, actually, Thor is the Asgardian god of thunder. He has a special hammer called, called you can obviously tell I'm not quite up with all of these things. He has a special hammer, which is called Molnir. There's your special hammer, okay? And he actually swings the hammer around, but don't because we want you to stay still. Swings the hammer around, and then he follows his hammer, because that enables him to fly, and he is then transformed into this superhuman person who can also manipulate the weather and bring lightning as well. Thank you. That's all of these other things. Then we have the Incredible Hulk. Catherine, you're on our one, so just do a quick... Uh, that's it, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Now, Catherine, that's not her real name. She is actually Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. And she is a scientist, but unfortunately, she got exposed to very great amounts of gamma radiation. And that meant that you were transformed into a mean green rage machine. I quite like that. But green rage machine, uh, I can't say that too quickly. And now, 
Every time that Bruce gets a little bit flustered and upset, then he starts to get this rage comes on him and he is able to do physically wonderful things. Thank you very much. And then, of course, right here we have Tony Stark. Tony Stark. This is Tony Stark. And Iron Man is the creation of Tony. And Tony, uh, he was the adopted son of weapons manufacturer Howard Stark, which of course you all knew, and he inherited his father's company when his, fa his parents passed away uh, when he was still young. Tony is a mechanical engineering genius, and he is the one who created and wears this incredible outfit, and he becomes Iron Man, the superhero who is able to use his cutting-edge technology to gain all sorts of powers. First of all, Captain America down there, he is possibly the most inspirational of all our superheroes. He gives unparalleled leadership in what he does, very true. His defense is really his shield, which he shows, and he, he fights for the people of America in a super way, and he doesn't compromise his morals for anything, and he has no problem staring death in the eye. Well done, Captain America. Let me give you some facts about Thor. <laughs> Thor's superpowers have come because he is depicted as the god of thunder. And uh, originally from Asgard, he was placed on earth by his father in human form, primarily to experience humility. Parallels there with some of scripture. Thor's hammer was forged, and I don't know whether you know this. Thor's hammer was forged in a dying star in the Marvel Universe, and it is made of the fictional metal Uru. Unfortunately, if there's nothing else you remember this morning, Uru might be what you remember, but we'll go on for there. So that's Thor. Facts about the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk is super strong. He is the strongest of the superheroes, and his strength only increases as his rage increases. Um, Hulk has limitless stamina. When others get tired, he keeps going. But nevertheless, when he's actually sorted out the villains, he also needs to have a rest at that point. Hulk battles with personality, multiple personality disorder, because Banner and the Hulk share the same mind, and sometimes when one is calm, the other gets enraged, and all of those things happen, and that's facts about, uh, about the Incredible Hulk. Facts about Tony Stark, Iron Man, sometimes he gets upset <laughs> and hangs his head down, but often, often he is regenerated with the thought that he is gonna go out and save the world. Unfortunately, Tony got in an accident. He got a piece of shrapnel stuck in his chest, and he has, to, he has developed a special magnetic chest plate, which we haven't actually got, but we can imagine, um, and that keeps this piece of metal away from his heart. And also, in the Iron Man films, there is Jarvis. Jarvis is the artificial intelligence system which helps you, okay? It helps you to do all sorts of things. Jarvis stands for just a rather very intelligent system. And you know what? Iron Man is super strong. When he is fully powered, he can lift up to 100 tons in his Iron Man suit. So that's really good news. Listen, everybody. The, the truth is this. I know we don't think about it, and I mentioned it last week. The truth is this. The stories, really, of the whole Marvel comics and that thing, they come and they're based on the scripture because it's there we find out about good and evil and it's there that we find out that it actually takes a superpower to overcome evil. 
So that is a source document for a lot of these things. But we need to ask a question. Can we, can we, because we think of ourselves as just, well, I'm just a normal human being. I'm not like Iron Man. I'm not like Thor. I'm not like these other characters. But can we get superpowers? And the answer that I have for you this morning, and it comes from the Bible, is this. Yes, you can. Every one of us can gain a superpower. So, according to the Bible, how do we get our superpower? How do we get our superpower? I've got four points, and I'm going to go through them very quickly. So listen up. You'll be glad to know that you don't have to be bitten by a radioactive spider, just like Spider-Man was. You don't have to have a top-secret serum like Captain America, and you don't even have to be exposed to gamma rays, just like the Incredible Hulk. But you do have to do something to be eligible for God's superpower. And that is this. There's two things. You need to believe and you need to receive. You need to believe and you need to receive. You need to believe that God is real. God is the creator of all things and he's the one who holds the universe together. And from one moment to another moment, he keeps everything going. God loves every one of us. He loves you, he loves me, and he loves us so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins in this world. And by giving our lives to him, by giving our lives to God, we can know the salvation that only Jesus can bring from our sin. And we can receive God's superpower, the gift of the Holy Spirit. We have to believe Hebrews 1, 11 verse 6, this is for the adults. It says, without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So we need to believe that God is there. And Acts 16, 31 says this, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. So there's a confidence that we can have. But not only do we need to believe, we need to receive. We need to receive this gift. In Acts 2 verse 38 on the day of Pentecost, Peter said this, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This gift, this superpower is for everyone who believes in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. When you do that, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So that's how we can gain a superpower that will come to help us. What does this superpower enable us to do? That's a good question to ask because there's one thing about knowing how we can receive it, but what does this superpower enable us to do? Quite simply, it's this. It enables us to live the way that God wants us to live. It enables us to live the way that God wants us to live. Before there was any wrong in the world, human beings were living with God. They were, uh, had fellowship with him. They had relationship with him. They spoke to him. And everything was happening in a beautiful way. Everything was connected. Everything was peaceful. Everything was loving. It was wonderful. They were living a life of obedience, peace, and love on the earth. But when sin came, it affected humanity completely. It started to make people live as individuals, not in community. It started to make people look out for themselves rather than looking out for others. It started to make people do things that just suited them rather than thinking about their friends. Things that selfishly helped them as individuals the most. But that wasn't God's planned way. 
So the superpower that we can receive from God enables us to change from being a sin-led people to a God-led people. There is a big transformation that this power enables us to live. That means that we can be a people who love, a people who forgive, a people who don't hold grudges, a people who share, a people who encourage, a people who support and protect others. So what does our superpower enable us to do? It enables us to love God, to follow God's ways, and to love others too. But if we don't make use of our superpower gift, we will simply continue to operate out of our natural, sinful, human self. And that means we cannot live as God wants us to live. And if there's a moral for everybody here, then we need to hear that. If we don't activate and use the superpower that has been given to us as Christians, then we are not going to be able to live the way that God wants us to live. The Bible shows us our need of this superpower. John 15 verse 5. I am the vine, said Jesus, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And the Bible tells us how to be true followers of God. It says in Romans 8:14, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. So we need to be led. We need this superpower to actually help us to live. So how do I get my superpower? What does the superpower enable us to do? Point three, how do I develop my superpower? Because superpowers come from God, they derive their strength in God, and therefore our connection to God is essential for that superpower to really flow. Building and maintaining relationship with God will certainly help us with our superpowers. Now, I don't know whether you play games on your computer or maybe you've got a, a game console and you play, as you can see, I haven't, but uh, you play games at home or on TV or in your computer, tablet, whatever. You're playing games. Some people actually take a profession of playing games. Now, I'm not suggesting that Everybody goes for that, but I know that some people want to make a profession out of it because you can make a lot of money out of actually gaming. But if you're going to be a good gamer, then there's various things that you have to do. You've got to develop your skills. You have to spend time playing the games. You have to learn as much as you possibly can about the skills that are necessary. You have to be experienced. You have to keep at it. You need to give time and effort to develop those skills. Now, that's with gaming. But you know what? If we want to improve our relationship with God, then that also takes time and effort. And just as you would give yourself to playing a game to get better or to get to another level, and you keep giving yourself to that, then if we give ourselves to God, then we can develop the superpower that he has given us. Don't forget the key that we learned in John 15, 5. If I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So there's that sense if we live apart from God, we can do nothing. But it is God who works in us. 1 Corinthians 3 verses 5 and 7, it says, After all, and Paul was talking to the people of Corinth, After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants 
through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work God gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts. Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What is important is that God makes the seed grow. We need his superpower. We need connection with God to make everything else happen. So we can be involved in God's work, but it's God who gives the growth. And therefore, we need to make sure that we're connected to him so that we can develop our superpower. And finally, and this is finally, how can I use my superpower How should I use my superpower? Well, you know what? God wants you to use your superpower every day. Every day. And we want to use our superpowers so that every person that is trapped in the darkness of sin gets to hear about the salvation that is freely available to everybody who believes in Jesus. Using your superpower, you can bring freedom and salvation to others. Marvel has superhero characters, but it's only God who can give the, uh, the superpower of the Holy Spirit. And God is the ultimate superhero, because as we sung earlier on, at his name, every knee will bow, and every other tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. So I'm going to finish there. Um, so when you watch your Marvel movies as I'm sure some of you will do, do think in terms of some of the things we've been talking about over this Easter period. Because it does relate very much to Scripture. There is evil in the world, as we know. And we want to overcome that evil. And as God's people, then we have been called to exercise our superpowers and to show the world around us that God is true, that he is real, and he loves people, and he wants to help them. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.